What's up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama's Day with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the Mommy Collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Hello, mamas. Mamaste. Oh, it's so good to have you here. We are smack dab in the middle of February, a month to celebrate Black culture, a month here in Los Angeles that is usually popping with award shows and events. And though things this year have been pushed a little bit back to March, we still have the Super Bowl. We still have a lot of things going on, and I still feel the energy of this month. It always feels like we're revving up to the end of award season, the end of winter, and I'm really excited to bring you this mama. She is quite incredible, and I have to say, I'm very lucky, and I just want to give a shout out to all the mamas, all the moms that have been on my podcast since the inception. I am so, so grateful even more so for the fact that all of you said yes. I have been very, very lucky. And so I want to keep this train rolling. I have some incredible surprises coming your way that I will keep to myself, but stay tuned. Make sure you guys are checking in to the Apple Store or wherever you hear my pod. You click like, you subscribe, and you rate it. That really helps us keep our podcast up and running. Today, I'm going to bring you a dope mama. Her name is Destiny Ann, but on all the platforms, you might know her as Manifest Destiny. Ooh, that is a big name, right? Well, trust me, her skill set lives up to it. She is only 29 years old. She has two kids, but trust me, she is coming with the wisdom of like a mama Maya Angelou. It is deep. It is profound. And I was super excited to sit down with her. And I got to tell you, as most of my pods are, it comes down to some mama girl chat. We kiki, we laugh, we whoop it up, but we also cry on each other's shoulders through our virtual chats that are soon going to be up on YouTube. So stay tuned for that. They'll be up in their entirety and not cut down to fit a pod. So I'm really excited to um, introduce that to this Mama Stay community as well. Please welcome, she's only 29, which I keep saying because I'm practically twice her age. Please welcome to the stage, to the mic, Mama Extraordinaire Manifest Destiny. I'm in LA. Where are you? I'm in Virginia, all the way across the world. You're my favorite place. I love LA. Oh, you've been out here for some celebrity moments, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> for a little bit of work and leisure as well. Okay. okay. 
I'm going to jump right in because, well, first of all, if you aren't familiar with me, I've done television for a really long time and have always been in search of connection, always been in search of like my tribe. And Hollywood is, I like some people in Hollywood, but they ain't my people, girl. I feel you, I feel you. (laughs) They ain't my people. But when I had a child, I was like, oh, I get it. This is where my people are. The, The amount of work, the amount of selflessness, the amount of evolution required to raise humans is like no other, right? That's what we're here on this planet for. We're here to grow. And I think the first time I ever came across you is the most brilliant Bitch, you doing a good job. <laughs> you doing a good job. Yes. <laughs> if that is not the theme song for moms around the world, <laughs> I don't know what is. Where did that song come from? Oh my goodness. Honestly, I just have so many conversations with moms, and that's it's very negative sometimes. And they're when I listen to all the things that they're doing, I'm like, are you serious? Like you're doing so many things. You're doing all of the things. And a lot of times it really is just us taking a step back and saying, okay, I am doing a good job. Half of these things really don't even matter in comparison to the love, compassion, patience, presence I'm giving to my kids. And that's kind of just always been my motto, like F that laundry, F that dish. I've always had that. <laughs> so I just wanted to impart that on other moms. Like, it's okay. It's all right. You added that to my, my verbiage. <laughs> Fuck that laundry. Fuck that yeah, laundry. Said that. Great. Awesome. <laughs> I did. I ended a podcast. She was, I was like, what is your greatest takeaway? And then I was at the end, I go, and fuck that laundry. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because the laundry don't stop ever. ever. Okay. Like we got we to gotta backtrack a little bit, mama, because I want to know how in the world where we are just one generation out of really identifying our generational traumas, really understanding that there's a different way to parent. Where did you come from? How did you build this ideology? Was it from the air or did you have this unbelievably ahead of her time mommy experience with your mother? Oh man, I think in a very adverse kind of way I did. Um, so my mom was super mom and she did all the things and she passed away in 2016. And so she had like the hugest funeral. There was just so many people there And so many of them had similar stories. She did this for me and she did that for me. And just all these extreme stories that a lot of people were like, that makes her such a beautiful person. And in my heart, I was just like, we sucked the life out of her. You know, that's how it felt. Like she just gave so much. And so after that point, I was like, I'm doing me. I'm going to focus on my wholeness and my health. And I just want to flow from that space. And so my parenting journey kind of started from just, giving myself all the things that now are easy to give to my children because I started with me first. Mm. Did you have a good relationship with your mom? Yes, that was my girl. Yes, absolutely. She was like my person, my one unconditional love and support person, 100%. So she gave me that, like the love piece of it and just making somebody feel safe. I felt so safe with my mom. And so I definitely attribute that to her, me being able to do that for my daughters. Wow, that is beautiful. And so your parenting is very parallel or Mm -hmm. is it just like a a new 2.0 version of what your mother was doing? Yeah, I think it's definitely a 2.0 version for sure because 
she was warm and she was accessible. But at the same time, there are certain things that I didn't get to learn because she wasn't able to give them to herself, you know, and she did her best. But she just was constantly like wanting to make sure that everybody else was happy. And it ended up being a detriment to herself. And then eventually there were just things that I had to teach myself how to do. Wow. Okay. So where do you even start? Okay. You obviously have the foundation with your mother. That is, that is a huge win to be a grown mm-hmm. woman in the tw- 2022. 2000, did I say that right? 2022. Okay. 2022. Whatever year it is. And to have a running start in this yeah. mommy journey, because a lot of people don't have that. We are literally at the wall of, okay, well, they did it their way. And which was all rooted in trauma, all rooted in yeah. enslavement. I'm the one that needs to start a new pattern. So you had a running start. No wonder you're miles ahead of us. And you're such a leader in this world. We are so grateful for all of your little jewels. I hang on every single, some of them I'm like (laughs) side-eyeing you like, girl, (laughs) girl, that's a, that's a whole new level. I'm not ready for. (laughs) What has been the most controversial thing that you've said that mommies are like, uh -uh -uh, now you've gone too far. Well, typically because I have such a wonderful community, it's typically like a, that stung good kind of thing. So I don't get too much pushback because I'm very intentional about just being graceful and understanding that it's a process for all of us. But I do get some pushback with the idea that, you know, matter of fact, no, I'm going to give you the main one. Now that I think about it, because I was in the shade room for something that actually did get some pushback. Now I think about it when I first started, just the idea that my toddler was like hitting and I don't spank her. The corporal punishment conversation is very, very big, especially in our community. Um, And so I was sharing that I don't spank her back and that I respond very gently when she was, you know, in her hitting phase. And that was just, that just had the folks in uproar. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was a debacle. I had to exit the comments. (laughs) Well, Well, here's the thing. It's almost also the saddest thing. We don't know any different. And that is when, when we operate in life and we parent from inertia and we don't stop to go, gosh, is there another way to do it? We get really resistant to other ways because, well, I went through it, so she'd be fine. It makes my heart cry that our culture is at this place because when you think about how we have raised our children, it all comes from an incredibly horrible, traumatic, enslaved time where if we didn't treat our children with corporal punishment, we couldn't prepare them for them being snatched from the, oh, snatched from their mom. I mean, it's horrific. So why are we so resistant because we really, is it because we just don't know of it? We've never seen it. If we can't see it, we can't achieve it. I think it is a educational standpoint. And then I also think that it's hard to access something, like you said, that you've never seen before. I, I like to give the example that if somebody came into my home and said that hugging was going to be a detriment to my kids, I would be like, right. okay. Right. And it's so foundational and rooted in so many people. And the way that you explain it is exactly why I have such a heart for parents. Just that understanding that so many of us are parenting from survival mode and we don't even realize it. We don't even realize that so many of us are just having trauma responses and ego responses because we haven't been able to heal stuff. And I think that's what the Head Start has been for me is I've done so much 
self-development, so much coaching, so much therapy for me to realize like, this is my stuff and I'm projecting it Mm -hmm. onto my kid. And I have to be intentional. Doesn't mean I'm going to get it right, but the, the intention piece allows me to feel like, okay, I'm making decisions that are me and my true self and not my mom's stuff or her mom's stuff, or, you know what I'm saying? Well, trust nobody is saying in this space or ever that mommying is easy ever. So we're not saying you take a couple tidbits and it's like, oh, it's no, your kids are still going to test your gangsta on the daily. Daily. It's every day. It's every single day. Every day, girl. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Girl, let me tell you, though, this, this is the part that's so beautiful because I also am a very spiritual person. I follow all the gurus, all the leaders. And when I say gurus, I mean Oprah and Dr. Shafali. I'm a conscious parent. Yes. Dr. Shafali is my girl. (laughs) That's one of my go-tos. I come back to it often. She's unbelievable, but it's, it's through the same thing. If you haven't been tested, you can't have testimony. She had a really rough time with her daughter. Like all the things, what you talking about, mom, give me lunch. Like all the things that. Ooh, send the fire up your neck. <laughs> You're like, what am I going to do? It is the th- very single thing they say that your children are sent here to teach you. You believe in that? Our children are sent here to teach us? Absolutely. If we are open to it, absolutely. And so the other side of that, which I'm curious to know if you've thought about that, is that we're probably going to get so much of this wrong. As so many of us are, like you said, that next generation. And so we're not parenting free of trauma. And so we make so many mistakes. And so that's another reason why I love Dr. Shivali because she's open about the fact like, yeah, I screwed some things up with my kid. And I think that for me, I'm just like, I want to make sure I'm coming from a place of repair as my daughters get older, make sure I'm constantly conscious and aware. And I think that with social media, sometimes they take the idea that, okay, this is just going to fix everything. And my kid's going to be fine and they're not going to have to have therapy. And, and that's so unrealistic. Like we are wounded children. <laughs> All of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, what's amazing about what you just said about therapy. So I, when I got pregnant, I was like, Oh God, because I never wanted to be a mother because I don't have the greatest connection with my mom. My mom taught from a place of, I know everything I'm right. And you're wrong. And to this day, she can't really ever admit when she's wrong about anything, which is, that's her, that's her truth. That's her journey. So I had to start from scratch really and go, okay, I know I didn't like how that felt. So I don't want to do that to my mini, like quite literally she, my child is me. God was like, okay, you didn't like it. Okay. Here's your chance to do it better with all the sass and attitude. And I'm like, wow. Okay. What they say about tenfold girl. I feel it a thousand percent with my oldest. Oh, so is your oldest really your mirror? I mean, like (laughs) scary, like the experiences and the expressions, all of it. And it's the same way. So my mom was very compassionate, but she was in the military. So everything was black and white. Everything was there's right and wrong. And I remember being like in middle school saying things like, can we just both be right? Like, like, can we just both? I'm not saying you're wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. Like, I remember saying those things. And so when my daughter challenges me, there's a part of me that's like, yes, let her be free. But then there's the inner child that's like, 
you still have all that programming. You're like, uh uh-uh, like you can't be right. Like it's my turn to be right because I didn't get to be right. (laughs) And you have that challenge. And But the awareness piece of it is that you're like, I do know this is was me. And I, I can kind of tune in and tap into how she's feeling so I can make those empathy guesses. And I don't think my mom had that because we were so different. We were like night and day. So I can't even imagine. She probably was like, I don't know what the hell to do with this child. I've never seen this before. But you know, what's been the greatest gift that surprised me is that once my daughter got here, when I say she's the love bomb of the family, it is incredible. She comes in, my family didn't hug. My family didn't say, I love you. My family didn't have any intimacy at all. My daughter comes in and she's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> she, she literally goes in the house, explodes with hearts. And my parents are softening. She's shaping everybody by just her authentic self. Something that I begged for that got no movement on. And my daughter steps in the space with all of her just gushiness. And it's shifting everything in my family. So I, she's a blessing, right? And I realized from that, and it's a, it's a parent lesson for me, really. It goes true for children as well. When you say, you do this, you do this, you do this. They never do it. <laughs> they never do it. They don't. they don't. They don't want to. Yeah. They go against the grain so much. Look, you can just look at your post for the last I don't know, six posts and you have a thousand and one questions. So every time we were, because we've had a couple mess ups, next mess ups trying to connect. Every time I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about this. And then three more posts. Oh God, it's going to be these. Like you're just a fountain of knowledge when it comes to mommying and parenting, which I know you're against the word parenting, which I love, by the way. I'm going to start with why. Why? You had a whole post on the word why that because my daughter be doing things sometimes. I'm like, (laughs) what made you? And my thing is, what made you think that was smart? What made you think that was a good idea? Right. That's not the way to do it, huh? Well, honestly, so communication is like my go to. I feel like if we can understand communication we are like light years ahead of the game when it comes to parenting. And so I think that we should ask why when we're genuinely trying to understand. But I think that sometimes we're asking and it is in that space and it's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, why would you even do that? And even just the tone behind that is so not understanding. And so I like to remember that, yes, they have the tools. They know, like she knows that she shouldn't talk to me like that obviously she's having a hard time with that. The same reason that there's no genuine why when I am triggered and I am reacting rather than responding. And so a lot of times I like to help my children usher in and figure out what's going on in the moment. And if I don't have access for that, then we're going to have a different kind of conversation. A four-year-old does not know. They don't know why they threw the cup. That's not what matters. That's not what matters in this moment. And I think a lot of times it just creates the power struggles or even with older kids asking, why would you lie? It's like, what nine-year-old has the verbal intelligence to be able to say, well, honestly, mom, every time I make a mistake, you just fly off the handle. (laughs) And it's really difficult for me to tell you the truth. That's why. (laughs) That's why, if we're being honest, that's why it is. So yeah, I typically don't go for why. And I just typically try to deal with the behavior that's right in front of me. 
Woo. Okay. So there had to be moments where you were just on fire. Do you have to step away first and then re-enter the scene? Because there's that moment where you're like, oh, you feel like the Hulk is about to happen. Absolutely. There's definitely moments that I have that all the time. And I think that my capacity to handle those moments depends on what's going on outside of the parenting realm. But in those moments, I think it's very important for me to say what's going on and to articulate it. And so I say, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. I want my children to be able to express their emotions. And then on the flip side of that, I need to be able to um, express a clear need. That's it. So this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm, what I'm needing. And a lot of times I have to be in control of what that need is. So it can't be, I'm frustrated. So y'all have to be quiet, like, because I can't control that. And that's not going to decrease my frustration. We can deal with the quiet once my frustration is gone. But if I'm trying to force the quiet to change or I'm frustrated, there's going to be, I'm going to disrespect them. So I'm like, I'm frustrated. I need to calm down. I'm frustrated. I need a second. I'm frustrated. I need to breathe. Once I've done that and I've regulated, now we can figure out what's going on with the noise or what's going on with the talking back or yada, yada, yada. But until I'm regulated, I don't touch discipline. I do not touch discipline unregulated because I already know that's where trauma lives. (laughs) That's where trauma lives. Honey. So you are normalizing. I need a moment. Yes. Yes. You can have a moment too, but we all need to have a moment. Absolutely. They walk away. They close their door. My Well, they lock their doors. I allow them to lock their doors. We have. Yeah. So in my house, I can just turn the little knob to unlock the door. But yeah, for exactly. us, yeah, exactly. But for them, it's like I'm creating my safe space. And the lock is really for all of us to have that like, OK, I'm remembering there's a boundary there because otherwise we'll all just open the doors. And so the lock is like that stop for all of us to say, hey. I need a second. I need a minute. And I allow them to have that. And even with each other, the four-year-old would be like, can I know your sister's having a space break right now? She'll let you know. She'll let you know. And so now she's aware of that. And she'll say, can I, she said it this morning. She said, can I go into his room and give her a hug? And I'm like, yes, I love that. Y'all are respecting that. But I modeled that. Mommy needs a minute. Mommy needs a second. I need a break. And we got to respect that. Woo, it, it, it is, it gets easier. Once you sort of lay the boundaries and you lay the groundwork for how we're going to operate going forward, then everybody, that's why I love the leader versus parenting. Yeah. And ev- then the, then the, your, little, your little troops kind of fall in line, don't they? But you have to absolutely be, I love the word intentional yeah. and, and dedicated to, okay, mommy, that, that didn't feel good to my soul, my spirit. Yeah. So I need a moment. Just give me a moment. And my daughter used to violate my space. She didn't, give, she didn't give a damn. No. I would be like, I'm meditating. Don't come in my room. Three seconds later. I'm hungry. I'm like, this you, so you're not hearing anything that I'm saying. And that's making me even more frustrated, yeah. right? So we've all gone through the fire. I can absolutely say there are a lot. Well, no, I don't want to brag about it because, you know, once you brag about it, something else happens. But, but, oh my gosh. Yes. Every time I make a video, every time I talk about something, what is that? Day, it's like, I'm like, we're talking about sibling rivalry. Now y'all getting on each other's nerve. I'm talking about talking back. And now it's just all day long. You're being combative. I don't know what that is. Literally, we attract things. I'm about to make a video 
about some money or something. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about that money. Yes. Yes. We are attracting it. We are attracting it. No, but for me, it's like every time I feel like, oh, I got that. Like, okay, just, just I'm trying to think of oh, breastfeeding. Let's start there. Right. Oh. Cause I was really, I was really into, I was dedicated. I was going to be a breastfeeder and I was going to do it. And she was going to be nurtured from my teats. Right. <laughs> as soon as I was like, oh, this mommy thing isn't so bad. Then she's shitting all over. I mean, it's all. Yeah. It's oh, I got you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Always that next thing. It's always that so, next I've listened to a lot of your, I mean, because they're so, they're just brilliant, but the hitting, every kid goes through a hitting phase, right? Every we kid. We act like they don't though. Don't, don't we? Yeah. Don't we in this community just act like it never happens? We act like it, it's not supposed to be, like it's not supposed to happen and that it's disrespectful, right? Oh <laughs> it's, but, it, but, it, but if any other person in the world hit you the way our kids have probably hit us, it would be disrespectful to us. So where does your brain go when kids, and it doesn't have to be hitting, it's all the disrespectful things kids do. It's the pause, but it's like, you want to understand, but then then my mind goes to, well, where is she learning that, right? It's just developmentally normal. It really is. They just don't know any other way to express. And a child does not have to see somebody hit to use their physical senses in order to get out their anger, their rage, their frustration. And so- it's so normal. It is so normal. And the way that we respond to it, either way, it's typically a phase and they're going to stop. Whether we respond gently or punitively, the effects long-term is what matters to me. And so anything with parenting, I'm principle-based. There's no right or wrong way to potty train or get your kids to eat. And I get these questions all the time. Really, there's just specific principles that I have. And one of them is developmental appropriateness. And understanding that somebody can't be disrespectful if they don't actually understand a rule. You know what I'm saying? If I go to another country, I wasn't being, that was ignorance. Okay. Sometimes we're just ignorant and our kids are not, they have not fully understood, bought into the culture of our home. So the idea that it's disrespectful, like they are consciously saying, nope, I'm going to be anti is not the case. They're learning something. They're learning the company culture. Right. (laughs) I'm the CEO of this yes, company. Exactly. There are bylaws. Yes. I, them if you exactly. Of, on them. What I like to call Chaos Incorporated. That's the name of our business. Oh, that's perfect. That's yes. perfect. <laughs> but for those moms that never saw it, who are just now learning about a different way via you on Instagram and other mommies living their best mommy life, there is a bridge that needs to be crossed, right? There is a bridge. There's a bridge that we, we operate because we parent how we were parented or we have to go searching for answers. Yeah. There, it, there's like no in-between. And in searching for answers, I'll never forget stumbling upon what Pink said. And I've talked, I talk about this all the time because when she said, when my daughter sasses me or talks back to me, I immediately go to the disrespect. She's, she's coming for me and I'm a cuck versus her fighting for agency over her own thoughts and movements or something like that. I butchered it, but that's how I heard it. And I was like, that is so powerful. I have to constantly put myself in. No, that means I'm doing a good job that she feels strong, that she's growing into her power. She's standing firm and straight. Like there's gotta be a way to celebrate it, but we just don't want it pointed towards 
us. No, but it's, that's the modeling. That's the hard part is so many of us in this space in public, our kids are like, they're great. We never have a ton of crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And then they come home. And Act so cool. yes, we're, we're the gym. We're where they practice <laughs> and they miss all the shots and it's difficult, but we have to make sure that we're modeling. At this point in my parenting, I honestly almost feel like with my nine-year-old discipline in regards to the things that I've already taught her is almost obsolete when it comes to it. I honestly feel like modeling is what matters. Like, I don't have to keep telling you, don't speak this way. I don't have to keep telling you, clean your room. Like, you know, those are the rules. At this point, it just has to become the culture. It's just about practice. That's it. That's it. And so for me, the modeling piece is so important. And when she's talking back, it's like, I have the decision. (laughs) Got a decision to make. Am I going to show her that I don't respect the company culture? (laughs) Or because when she gets older, she's going to integrate all these experiences. And she's either going to say, my well-being is tied to the way that I represent myself in a positive, respectful way. Or she's going to say, I'm confused because all the people in my life told me to act the way that they were not acting. Yeah, I don't like that. That is a big no-no for me. And my greatest dream is for my daughter to grow up the way that you've grown up and be like, that's my girl. My mama is my girl. I love her. She was everything. Like that is the long goal, right? Mm. That's the the goal down there. Like, okay, everything I do is going to influence that opinion down the road, right? Powerful. It is when you think of it in the macro sense. And say that. That's my goal for my kid. Yeah. Yeah. Relationship. A lot of parents don't say that. Yeah, but I think when you felt like you didn't get what you needed so much as a child, it's like, you know, I'm that kid. I'm the I'm the black sheep of the family. I'm all those things. They say the black sheep of the family is the one that's going to change the golden sheep. Golden sheep, sheep, yes. Yes, let's change the black sheep. uh, The golden sheep. The glitter sheep. You're the iridescent sheep. (laughs) The sparkly. Yes. Popping with the highlight. All that. Little lamb. All that. (laughs) It's it's time to start fresh. And I have now incorporated, because I used to be a reactionary. Mm-hmm. Right. With like, it, it was like autopilot, like, ah! like it was just, oh, I'm not proud of it, but it is what it is. It is. My mama's favorite saying. <laughs> it is, it is what it is. Now I don't even have the energy or the interest because I realized me going up, I step it up. She steps it up. I step it up. She goes higher. I go higher. And then we're exploding up in this bitch. Okay. Yes. I, I am very keen on who we are as people, like what makes us up. My daughter is an Aries rising. Do you know what that means? I love me some Aries. Yes. Fire, I'm, fire. I love I'm fire as well. Are you? You're Sag? I am a Sagittarius. You're such a Sagittarius. I, I love I it. Like all day long. All day long. All the day long. Awesome. But you guys are like the milder fire, right? Aries is like, I'm going to torch your yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Down, right? <laughs> so we actually have that verbiage. We actually yeah. have those conversations. And I say, baby, you're fire. Why are you mm. using your fire like that on me? 
You can use it to create art. You can use it to practice your dance moves. You can use it to practice the songs that you want to sing. Like, am I going in the right direction on that? I I love that. I do the same thing. My daughter's a Leo and we talk about her roar. We talk about her roar all the time. I love that. Yes, absolutely. And the fact that you're prioritizing the relationship is so important. It's so, so important. My mom was completely different than me. The discipline was different. She made so many mistakes. She made so many mistakes. And I feel like my level of well-being is directly attributed to her because with all the mistakes that she made, when I became an adult, the fact that I felt safe enough to come to my mom and tell her about my mistakes and have someone that would help me process them and accept me, that trumped and that trumped everything else. It really, really did. And so I like to keep that in my mind when I'm parenting and I'm making a mistake that just Am I going to be able to take accountability for my actions? Am I going to be able to do repair? And am I going to cre- uh, make sure that this space, this relationship stays safe? Because there's so many things that my kids can get through, you know, when they get older. So many things that they may or may not have. I do not want my kids to be alone. I do not want them to go through life alone and not, you know, have that safe space. And I create it with me. I try to create it with other adults in their life. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, That's a one for me. That's number one for me is relationship. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Because it dawned on me as you were talking about your mom, that even though she was rules and black and white, you still felt safe, which is in my mind going, how? But your mother must have apologized to you. Yes. 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 And it wasn't a, oh, well, there's no manual and I don't know what I'm doing. And it's not. I'm just figuring it wasn't, it wasn't that it was very much like I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I can, and even outside of that, she just held space for my emotions. We don't see the importance of emotional safety there. I can think of so many times where I'm not sure what my mama said. I'm not sure what was going on, but I was just able to come to my mom and cry. And she was just going to give me a hug and we would just sit there and just be in, in the emotional space. And a lot of times we, we don't give our children that sometimes because we weren't allowed to have emotions because we look angry or like, we're just, oh, women are so emotional. So it's sometimes it's difficult for us to give that to our children. I've experienced that the older my daughter gets, I really have to coach myself through moments where she's being emotional, even though I'm an emotional person, because a lot of times we don't get to see what that looks like. My mom gave me that space, but I didn't get to see her say, I'm mad, I'm sad, I'm frustrated. I never heard my mom verbalize her emotions. Really? Never. I always saw her emotions controlling her. I never got to see her being in, in, and expressing like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay. Oh, right. the, military. the military. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of times we don't express our emotions until they're in the driver's seat. Right. Yeah. So the fact that I'm able to give that to my children and they're able, the four-year-old is like, she said the other day, because we watched Encanto. And oh, I think, it's so good. So good. But one of the scenes, she's like, I hate you. And so all week it's just been, I hate you, mom. <laughs> I hate you, mom. I hate you, mom. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. Put your shoes on. So she, she's saying, I hate you, mom. And I was like, Phoenix. And she was like, okay, well, I'm still angry at you. And I'm like, I would have never said that before. I would have never had access to that language. 
No, well, we didn't. We, it's not even having access to the label. No, we, we didn't even understand what we were feeling because true. you can't so you can't put a label on it. We're like, what is it? It's just all mush, right? Yep. We're allowed to be happy during the holidays and our birthday, and we're allowed to be <laughs> sad. We're we'll too happy any other time. Your joy is impeding on my life. Right? We can only we can only be sad when there's blood pouring from our knee. Like, you know, yeah. Sadness stops at three, right? After that, it's like now it's a nuisance. Yeah. Oh man. I, I mean, I I that's where parenting becomes really exhausting, is when you are absolutely present in all of these moments. And I I famously said to my daughter, famously for her, I'm like, um, when I was apologizing for the first time and I realized, oh. I don't know what I'm doing either, right? I don't know what I'm doing. And I said to her, baby, this is my first time being a mom. It's your first time being a human. We're learning together. We're learning together. Learning together. And we're yeah. going to make lots of mistakes. And we do at this point. I, I don't even raise my voice anymore. A hallelujah, I'm over that hump where she's freaking out and she has meltdowns. And I'm like, all right, well, come let me know when you're done so we can talk about it. That's so hard. It's getting easier and easier. It's getting easier. Yes. I love, I love that. Because I love saying like, wow, we wasted a lot of energy on mm. our emotions going all over the place when we can just let, you can spew it, but go spew it in your bedroom or over there, go in your tent. Yeah. You love your safe tent, but I, I don't want to participate in the screaming. I, and don't don't participate. I, I love that. I love that. But when you're done, Come on over and we'll have Come on. <laughs> yeah, so you, you use the, the energy. I love that. I, we say, give me, like, give me your power away. Ooh. And yeah, we use that one. We use that I like one. That. I like that. That's probably, that probably, like, will land a little bit better. Because energy is so, like, what is energy, right? I'm trying to teach her. She And she says it. She's like, mommy, you, she goes, you're spending your energy in the right way. Like, she yes. is using that language. She's a very, use it. Very spiritual child, but it is always about. I just want to encourage moms. You are, we're not always right. We're yeah, not yeah. always right. We are learning step by step, day I by day. I get wrong every single day. Something. What did I tell you? That was good, right? <laughs> There's so much more, but I just. I need to let you guys marinate on that. All the concepts that we brought forward. The corporal punishment was big. The the fact that we moms don't know everything and that apologizing sometimes to our kids is the key to our greatest relationships, mother to child. We will chat with you next week. And as always, a big shout out to Ginny Media for just being the greatest producers a new podcaster could ever have. Don't forget to click like, rate, and subscribe to Mama Stay with Tanika Ray to stay up to date with everything that we have going on. This is a train moving, and I just have this vision of expansion, and 2022 is the time to do it. We love you guys so much. Remember, bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. 
I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah and mama stay.